0: Hello, and welcome to The Colby Cast. In the last episode, everyone got to meet Caleb and Luke while we discussed some Star Wars. Well, in this episode, we're going to discuss Moon Knight, the brand new Marvel series starring Oscar Isaac on Disney+. Plus. I don't think there's a ton to spoil in the episode, but if you haven't watched it and you want to go in completely clean, come back to this conversation because we will be talking about everything. So to start out, Caleb and I, we didn't have a ton of information about this character, but Luke knew a little bit about it. So, Luke, what did you know about Moon Knight w- before the series was even announced?
1: Okay, so I want to preface that my Marvel Comics knowledge isn't as good as my Star Wars or DC Comics knowledge, but I think it's still pretty decent. Um, so, I knew that everyone called him like Marvel's Batman, right? He would beat people up, and, you know, he was very uh, violent depending on the comic and everything. He's even called like a detective and stuff. Um, But to my knowledge, I think that they introduce him as Mark Spector, Mm -hmm. right? That's his primary personality that they follow. Right. Right. So it was kind of interesting that in the show, you know, Stephen Grant way more than, you know, Mark Spector, which is interesting. Um, But what I didn't really know was like the whole, the powers side to it where he's sort of like possessed by an egyptian god or whatever right i sort of thought he was just like a mass vigilante Mm -hmm. but um i guess he has powers now which is cool um i do know that he's of jewish descent i think his father was a rabbi yeah and i think the first time he was violent was when he killed his dad's rabbi or something because he was an undercover Nazi or something.
0: So I did read a little bit about that and you are right on there. There is something about his backstory where, where with, uh, with a rabbi that was undercover Nazi that killed his father and that, and I think that even was the root of his personality, uh, the multiple personality. Oh, so, but again, I, I had to look into that after I watched the episode to even get some backstory on it, because don't worry about knowing a ton about Marvel comics I don't know anything about Marvel comics <laughs> because I just never read them growing up. So uh, all of the exposure to characters that I'm getting is through the movies and, and the uh, and the TV shows. So, uh, yeah, but but what I've found out since looking into it is right up the alley of what you're talking about, too. What were your expectations about Moon Knight going into uh, after they announced it? Um, it's been a, it's been a while now, right, since they announced it, it, yeah, it has been. a year or so. More, more than that, really. Uh, but when you heard that this was going to be a Disney Plus show,
1: what were your expectations for it? My expectations were actually pretty high. Um, Disney's done a really good job with their shows so far. Not just the Marvel shows with, like, Loki, WandaVision, What If, Captain, in, or Captain America, and the Winter Soldier. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the Star Wars ones, too. So my expectations were pretty high, and I knew that it was going to be a little bit different, but I think they did a really good job... So far, I don't want to get too far into it, but my expectations were pretty high and I wasn't disappointed. Cool. What about you, Caleb? What was it knowing that you and I are in the same
0: boat here? We don't have a ton of knowledge or backstory with this character. But just knowing there's some show, a Marvel show called Moon Knight, and he sort of looks like no other character that we've seen on screen, you know, with sort of being wrapped almost like a mummy in a big white cape and glowing eyes. What were your expectations knowing that this was coming down
2: the line? I was just excited for more content. Before Disney+, Plus, it was just movies, movies, movies. Now we get to sit down once a week and yet to enjoy new content every single time. And I think they did a great job marketing and stuff because for the longest time, I thought Moon Knight was just a repeating name. Like, of course, there's a moon, it's night. (laughs) Then I realized it had a K in there. But um, I really enjoyed the episode.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So did I. So we'll get into the episode, but I, I'm like you, I didn't have any expectations coming in. I did think that it was sort of a, it's a funny name. It's not, it's, you know, you're so used to hearing superhero names like Superman, Batman, Captain America, Iron Man, Black Widow, and the, the Hulk, the Hulk, the incredible Hulk. Yeah. And there's so many different names for the Hulk, right? Cause there's so many different comic lines, I, I, I guess. But then you hear this guy, Moon Knight, I really wasn't sure what this was all about. But like you, Caleb, I was just excited for more MCU content because the movies, I just love them. Uh, And and Luke, like you said before, the Disney Plus shows have been excellent. So I'm I'm all in, right? I'm all in on the Star Wars stuff. I'm all in on the, the MCU stuff. And just knowing that there was another show coming out got me excited. So let's talk about the episode specifically because here we've all watched it. Uh, A couple of us have watched it a couple couple times. Uh, What were your first overall thoughts and your
1: first impressions on the Moon Knight episode? Luke? Uh, I was really impressed with it. Um, One thing that I kept coming back to was a a comic that I read. In it, Moon Knight says something about why he wears white as a costume. Mm -hmm. And he said, some people wear dark so that they can't be seen. I wear white so people know I'm coming. Cool. And I thought that was really cool, but we don't really see a ton of Moon Knight. True. And Stephen Grant sort of seems like he's, you know, trying to blend in. He doesn't really want to be seen, yeah. right? You know, he's always in public places like the bus and everything. And, um, but I, I was really impressed with it. And I, I loved the, uh, the way they were cutting in between scenes where his eyes would roll back in his head and the screen would shake and then it would just switch. Yeah. Or he would just wake up. Yeah. And you, you didn't know what was real and what wasn't. Yeah. And I was that was probably my favorite part of the whole thing. Yeah. I want to talk about that a little bit more we'll, we'll, and we'll we'll
0: we'll get a chance to do that a little in a little bit. But uh, what what about you Caleb? What about your overall impressions of the episode?
2: I just can't recall any superhero or marvel anything that best friend is a goldfish. <laughs> so I thought that was really funny. I liked Gus and then he grew another fin, so we'll see if that's even Gus. It's a miracle. Yeah. Um, but I really liked it. It was very out of left field for me. Not Like I said earlier, mm-hmm. I didn't really have expectations, but it wasn't anything that I would even expect, if that makes sense. Sure. Um, I think it's going to be interesting that it's supposed to be three different people that you get to see. He only talks to himself in the mirror, right? right. There's it really also a even... fourth personality. No. Yeah. See, I didn't even know that. Yeah. Um, I just liked his, his like, costume. I just thought it was. The Moon Knight costume? Yeah, you get guys like Iron Man that you've right. seen that was unique in itself. Mm-hmm. You get Hulk, like nobody else is like Hulk. <laughs> and then I feel like Moon Knight stands alone. There's nobody really else really like him in the Marvel
0: Universe. Yeah, he really has a unique look. Uh, one of the things that um, I thought was really cool was how it's almost like it's standalone in the MCU we're so used to all the movies and even the shows picking up on other things that have been started in a movie or in another show and it's a connected universe. And that's one of the things I love about it. The MCU, everything that all these people are putting together is this long form storytelling that I just think is so genius and it's so creative. And the amount of work that it takes for everybody to be on the same page moving forward to together is amazing. But this show really felt like it could be a show in and of itself not related whatsoever to any other Marvel properties. The only way that we know it's a Marvel show is because, of course, it tells us in the beginning when it says Marvel Studios and because we know that Moon Knight is a Marvel character. But if you look at the characters and you look at the story that we see in this first episode, they don't make a reference in any way, shape, or form to um, the the larger MCU. I think there are some Easter eggs. Like I just saw something about like one of the storefronts that, Mark's, that uh, Stephen Grant was walking in front of, said Atlantis. So people are talking about, oh, that's a reference maybe to Namor. Namor but, so, of course, yeah. there's Easter eggs. There's definitely going to be Easter eggs in every Marvel thing. But they didn't refer to the blip. They didn't refer to any other characters in any meaningful way. It was really just a story about Stephen Grant. Like you said, he's almost like he's try- he, he's just a faceless character in London. He's just this guy walking around and people really aren't treating him with very much respect. And he seems like he's such a, a kind person, a kind guy. And he's just really trying to get a handle on why things are going so crazy for him. So I think it's really cool about that aspect. It's very unique right now. I'm, maybe it'll tie in in other episodes, but I liked that aspect of it.
1: Yeah. And to add to that, I saw a quote, I'll read it from Oscar Isaac talking about how Moon Knight is part of the MCU, but doesn't have a lot of MCU references. He said, "I had heard of the golden handcuffs. That was something that I was resent about. I'm not sure if I said that correctly." We all agreed that this show is what we're going to focus on, and it really showed that because you it, you didn't hear about anything outside of Moon Knight, and I think that's really it's really important to set that precedent for some other characters because when you have like the multiverse of madness going on I and think, right the Avengers and all this stuff, it doesn't leave a lot of room for smaller characters like Moon Knight or Daredevil. And there are so many amazing characters in Marvel who would just be overshadowed by the power of guys like Thor, Dr. Strange and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's
0: cool. It's going to be really interesting to see uh, where we go from, uh, from here with uh, further episodes. Another one of the things that I, I enjoyed, and I don't know about how you guys, if you guys experienced the same thing, but the pacing of the episode was so good. It's a 45 minute long episode. And I was really so into it that before I had a, the, the thought of how long, how much longer do we have here? I actually paused it to see how much more was to come and how much more was left. And there was only like nine minutes left. And I thought to myself, oh man, that really flew by. I knew it was about 45 minutes long. What did you guys think about the pacing of the episode?
2: I just like the overall production because it wasn't really like one timeline, one thing going on. They sort of jumped around and explained, like set the groundwork for the other five episodes to come. But um, similar to you, I felt I got about halfway through and I was like, oh man, some significant stuff has happened so far. Let me see how much is left. And I was like, oh, there's only 20 minutes left. What are they going to do? And I think that it was all really well timed out instead of just being like a dragging on trying to fill so much air. But Sort of not getting that done. I just thought it was really well done.
0: Yeah. And I think that that says a lot about the, the, uh, the direction of the episode. Because if we were to say, if, if they were to have announced, for example, I've said, Hey, the first episode is us showing Stephen Grant to you, and you're getting to know Stephen Grant. And he's just sort of a, a meek shopist, as they call him, in, in a museum in London. And you get to meet his boss, who's a snarky Brit. Right. And you get to see a little bit of how he gets confused about his waking self and his dreams. Then you're sort of thinking like, well, hmm, what's that going to be? But it was the opposite of that. And I think it has so much to do with the with the direction of the episode, because you have some quiet bits to start out the episode and then it gets action packed when he when he sort of snaps out of it and he's in the Alps. And then they have a great chase scene and then he snaps out of it and he's back in his bed and then a couple more quiet scenes. And then boom, we're getting close to the end already where he's uh, getting chased to the uh, museum. So excellent direction, I thought.
1: Yeah, I agree. And I think a criticism that a lot of people have had for a lot of the Disney Plus shows and not just Disney Plus shows, but Disney shows in general, is that. They were wasting time with certain episodes, Mm. right? Like in the Clone Wars, people didn't like in the last season, the whole arc with the sisters and stuff. And in the book of Boba Fett, they didn't like certain episodes because of it didn't push the plot forward or whatever. And, you know, valid criticism. Mm. But there was none of that in this episode. The very first scene is introducing the villain. And there's no ifs, ands, or buts. That is the villain. Yeah. It's very clear. And you get to see Moon Knight in it. And there's no... There's no questioning anyone's motives. It's very clear what the direction of the show is going.
0: Yeah, yeah, no doubt, no doubt.
1: Another cool thing I thought, uh,
0: I'd like to hear you guys, uh, your, your opinion on it, is uh, the visuals of the episode. One thing I latched onto was their use of reflections and mirrors. You, meant it, you mentioned it, Luke, right? I mean, he sees Mark Spector through mirrors, and then there's one, there's one uh, particular scene that I thought was really interesting. Near the end, when he's walking through the dark museum, and he stops in front of like a glass case. And I think we saw this in the trailer, but I think it was really cool. He looks at himself in as a reflection, and then he walks on, and the reflections stay put. And then they the reflections look. So we've met Stephen Grant and we've met Mark Spector, but there was a third reflection, or there's a second reflection. So we get three of Oscar Isaac in that that scene. And I'm just wondering. Because I do know there's another alter ego or another personality out there that's a, dr- a cab driver. Yeah, yeah, I'm just wondering if there's another another personality that we're going to get introduced to down the road. Whether we do or not, it, it, we'll find out soon enough, right? But uh, even non mirror reflections, there's a couple of parts where you where they use water to uh, to to show other things, and it's it, there's a lot of reflections being like used in this
1: episode yeah it shows like things aren't really what they look like right yeah Not everything says it seems the story within the story yeah um
0: i also thought it was really cool how they kept us confused because i know when he woke up in that first scene where his jaw is sort of <laughs> mangled yeah. and oh man we'll get to oscar isaac in a little bit but uh i i was convinced it was a dream that's what i thought when he woke up and his jaw was like off to the side and He's looking at this, all these beautiful green mountains. He turns around, there's this castle behind him. I'm like, this is a dream. This has got to be a dream. But we quickly learned that it wasn't, right?
2: Yeah, exactly. I also thought it was pretty jarring. He wakes up at the beginning of the episode when they're first introducing him. And all of a sudden he has like an ankle shackle, whatever. (laughs) Like I was like, okay, is this going to be part of the dream? Because that's not what I was expecting as the intro to the new character we're all being introduced to in this first episode.
0: Yeah, and he's got sand around his bed. Yeah, I didn't know what that was about.
2: Yeah, I didn't know either, but they have to have different landlord laws because I don't know if he's going to get his deposit back. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Well, it is in London, so maybe they have different laws than what we have here. Uh, One thing I noticed on on second or subsequent rewatches was sort of that kind of stuff, those details. The sand around his bed was his way of seeing, did I get out of this bed somehow because are, are there footprints or not? and he and we saw that after he covered up his footprint when he walked out you know in the first scene then also the tape on the door i didn't quite get the first time but then the second time when i saw it i realized okay wait a minute he's putting tape on the inside of the door if he were to leave not knowing he's leaving he wouldn't be able to put that tape back up he would it would be disturbed in in some way so these are all tricks that he's using to try to keep himself safe and sane and It's really, I think it's just really cool. Very different. Very different.
2: Yeah. You also have to correct me because I don't know the different characters' names yet. (laughs) um, But his different personas, whatever you want to call them, I'll call them different characters for the sake of the topic. Um, Different character who basically calls him like this disease to himself. Oh, right. Sort of reminded me of like the banter between like in Venom. Yeah. He's like, I don't want you here. Let me be me. Right. And I just thought that was so different, even though. I mean, technically, Venom is part of the MCU. Very, very small, right? But sure, I just thought sure. it was very interesting.
0: Yeah, I was a little thrown off by that too. I didn't understand what was going on, but as it, as I rewatched the episode and did a little bit of reading, what I understand that to be is that voice is uh, is a character named Khonshu, and that is actually the Egyptian god that becomes Moon Knight or is is Moon Knight through the Mark Specter personality. So it's this god that is using Mark Spector but Mark Spector is a personality with Steven Grant and there's this power struggle going on between control of what they can and can't do. I was a little bit confused by it too.
2: I think that's one of the things I'm most excited to see how the production continues, how Marvel will say there's these different entities in the same body. Yeah. but you still have to reel in the the non-fans who are interested and yeah. the super nerds whatever. You got to right. sort of find that balance.
0: Yeah, it, it's going to be interesting to see how they play all that out because we're definitely going to get more of that. Luke, did you, you were going to say something?
1: Oh, yeah. I was going to say about the Egyptian god. I think his name is Konshu. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I really liked how it was way more than just Mark versus Stephen. Right. It was Konshu with both of them. He was yeah. pulling the strings of both of them. And if there's another personality, then it's going to make it even more complicated. Right. But to my understanding, Khonshu saved Mark Spector in Egypt on like, he was on a mercenary mission or something. Okay. And he saved him and, and sort of possessed him. And now Mark Spector serves as Khonshu's avatar. So that's complicated because they mentioned there are eight other gods on whatever that, Right. I think it was the Inead, something like that. Yeah, the Inead. Yeah. Yeah. So there could potentially be other avatars. And, you know, you talk about how big the MCU is already. Now you're getting (laughs) into stuff with gods and Egyptian lore and stuff. That's
0: a... I had not thought of that at all because you're right. Stephen Grant referenced the Inead to his boss when they were going to be doing the inventory. And he took exception to their poster because there was supposed to be nine and there were only seven. So that's interesting. And I wasn't I didn't connect Conshu. Or the other, um, the other god that uh, that Ethan Hawke's character, Arthur Harrow, I believe his name is. Mm-hmm. The guy with the glass in his, uh, in his, in his, in his slippers. Um, Amit, I think, is the god that he serves. So I didn't connect that with the reference to the Ennead at all. So if they're a part of that larger god group, you're right. Who knows what else could be coming down. I, I didn't connect any of that at all. So that's a good. good point.
1: Yeah, and um, what's Ethan Hawke's character's name? I think it's Arthur Harrow. Yeah. So or Hallow. Sorry, Arthur's Arthur could be an avatar he for could. that guy because I mean he mentioned something about isn't it maddening the voices and stuff. Yes. So potentially he could be relating to Stephen Grant slash Mark Spector. Yeah. Another fun little thing that I picked up on is um is uh, Stephen
0: Grant's uh, way of saying later's gators.
2: That was very funny.
0: Yeah, I like that. And I think that's going
1: to be very popular as well. I mean, it should be. I know I'm going to start saying it. Yeah. So I wanted to bring this up. He was on the phone multiple times leaving a message to his mom. But his mom never answered the phone. Yeah. There's got to be something going on with that, right? That's one of the
0: things I have on my list of questions. I have a question. I have one. A good episode always leaves you with questions, Mm -hmm. right? And one of the questions that I have is who is he really talking to? What's the deal with him leaving voicemails for his mom? Yeah. Yeah. But one of the things I was going to mean, mention with the later's gators is on um, Ethan Hawke's character's tattoo, the scales, when they're tipping back and forth, they're connected to gators' heads. Mm-hmm. They're gator heads that are actually opening their mouths in their, their, while they're doing the judging process, and then the, the, um, the handle on his cane are also gators heads too. Mm. So we already have like this theme of gators yeah. in in this episode. So I think that's pretty cool.
2: They also have an interesting theme going with phone calls, just being question marks all the way throughout. He yeah. finds a different cell phone. All of a sudden he's like, are you alive? Where yeah. are you? And then it just ends. Like maybe the phone dies, but still it's just another question mark.
0: Yeah. yeah. And I think so all those different – that, and that leads me to another one of the questions I had was um, – Obviously, all those missed calls from a person named Layla, right, was on in that phone that he found in the wall. Great name. Right. I think we're going to be good song, too. And I think we're going to be meeting Layla probably sooner rather than later because she's already appearing in some of the, uh, the marketing after they dropped the episode. They put some marketing videos out, and, and I think we're going to be meeting her pretty soon. Uh, but there's another name in that that thread of one time, right? One person. And I believe it was Duchamp. So who's Duchamp? Why? And where did, where's Duchamp? Why did Duchamp call this one time? So yeah, just a lot of cool things about this episode, leaving us with wanting more.
2: Yeah. I think my favorite thing is that it's not in New York. Yeah. I also love that it has the, like Luke mentioned the Egyptian lure and all this different stuff where it's just, so sort you're of broadening out an already very broad um, universe. Like you're in space already and this is <laughs> now based out of London. So
0: Yeah, we've been to other galaxies, but we don't have much uh, time
1: in London. Okay. We saw Malibu in Iron Man 3. That's true. Malibu. My favorite movie. Iron Man 3? Iron Man 3. <laughs> Wait a minute. I think you get a two-minute
0: penalty for being sarcastic. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, Yes, so London, I lo- I, that sort of brings me to probably personally my favorite part of this show, which is Oscar Isaac. Yeah. he He's already been one of my favorite actors, of course. Love the fact that he's Poe Dameron. He's been in, he actually played another Marvel character. Can anybody name the Marvel character he played before
1: this? Oh, God, tell me it was like some character in Ben Affleck's Daredevil or something. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> uh, maybe just as good. He played
0: Apocalypse in X-Men oh, Apocalypse. Oh my God. No, yeah. That, yes. didn't yes. that didn't happen. Yes. Well, maybe it didn't. Maybe it did. I, we'll find out after Doctor Strange, right? We'll say a
2: universe that's <laughs> not this universe.
0: <laughs> it's a different, it's a multiverse that ha, is not going to be explored. Okay. Maybe, maybe not. We'll find out. We will. I saw the movie. Did you guys see that movie?
2: A long time ago.
0: Unfortunately. Okay. I don't, I'm not going to say anything bad because I don't like to disparage anything to be quite honest. I just don't remember much of it, but I do know Oscar Isaac when it it was in it and he's a fantastic actor and we got to see some of that in this episode. Yeah. I'm
1: I'm rewatching Loki and I'm just convinced that that's his variant. (laughs) (laughs) So
0: Oscar Isaac. So you're saying that apocalypse is Stephen Grant and or Mark Spector and or Moon Knight He's an Egyptian god. This is a good point. It's a good point make things that make you go hmm that's an old reference that you guys are not going to get no okay we're going to just fly right past that cuz I'm it an flew old so i not that old okay. <laughs> so i wanted to brag about oscar isaac and i wanted to hear what you guys brag about oscar isaac too because
2: the man's so talented yeah you have to be a really good actor to be able to go oh or for me to go, oh, he has a British accent? Is that his normal voice? I don't remember ever seeing an interview with him. He doesn't exactly read his tweets out loud either. So when I saw it, I had to ask you, Dad, right. um, and I just think he did a good job. And I think it's cool that they're going to not solely stick to that. They're going to give him the option to speak in his normal, but we'll see.
1: That's a that's true. Were you going to say something, Luke? I, I like all the roles that Oscar Isaac has played. I think he's a great actor. But I also like that he sort of stands his ground about what he's willing to do and what he's not willing to do. Sure. As far as the roles he plays and stuff. And it's not like an in your face way or whatever. He's going to make a stand on Twitter about it and get fired. But I remember in uh, the rise of Skywalker, I think he mentioned that he wanted to be from a certain planet or something because that was filmed in Guatemala where he's from yeah, and stuff like that. And then him saying, you know, he wants Moon Knight to be, his show, he doesn't want it to be just tied into Marvel, right? So right. I really like that about him, and he's a great actor. He is. He is a great actor. And, and I did, I, I
0: watched an interview with him today where he did talk about being um, contacted by Kevin Feige. And I mean, Kevin Feige, he's the man behind all of this. And I'm pretty sure there are millions of people on the planet that if Kevin Feige calls you, you're just going to be like, yes. I don't know what you're asking me, but I'm I'm in. But Oscar Isaac said, no, he, he he wasn't like that. He wanted more information. He wanted to read. So Kevin Feige actually gave him the scripts to the first and fifth episode, I believe. And he had to read about it. He wanted to see what was all about it. So it's to your point, Luke, that he is not just going to go after because it's a Marvel property. He's choosy and he wants to because he's not going to go out and do something that he doesn't
1: think that he's going to be able to do a good job at. So good, good for him. Kevin Feige is real world Nick Fury. Like in Far From Home, you remember when Nick Fury called Happy and was trying to talk to Peter Parker? Yeah. And then Peter Parker didn't answer the phone. Happy was like, you don't ghost Nick Fury. Yeah. That's Kevin Feige. (laughs)
0: Exactly. You take his call when he calls you, right? But Oscar Isaac said, well, I'll think about it. So good for him. (laughs) Good for him. All right, boys. Any any final thoughts on this first episode of Moon Knight uh, before we move on to say, is it Wednesday of next week yet?
1: I'm expecting for the next episode to be more Mark Spector than Stephen Grant. Because we hardly saw him, but when we saw him, he was cool. It's true.
2: Yeah, you also didn't really get to see him in action. It was yeah. Stephen and then nothing, and then Stephen right back, and he's like, what's going on? Yeah. So I'm, I'm curious to see some some in depth action.
1: But that fighting was brutal. Yeah,
2: yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Definitely. Didn't pull Especially in that bathroom. That was sick. So I, that was another part that actually made me laugh. It was really cool. I thought it was very, uh, very well executed. So this terrible Egyptian demon dog—I don't know exactly what it is—but he's chasing Stephen Grant through this museum, and he's running for his life. He's terrified. And then you know, Moon Knight comes out. So then the camera switches angle. We don't get to see the initial parts of the fight, but we get to. See the sink is chucked out, right? You and get then, to
2: see him trying to crawl away as Moon Knight's pulling him back in.
0: That's exactly what I was gonna say. Was like this guy's trying to get away now, yeah. So that tells us something about Moon Knight, and I'm here for it. I'm ready for it. I can't wait to see more. Um, so, uh, any that, any other final thoughts? That's it from me. That's it. Laders Gators. Ah, <laughs> very nice. All right, yes. let's go see if we can uh, convince Mom to watch Spider Man: No Way Home. <laughs> Thank you for joining us for this conversation about Moon Knight. The series is off to a great start, and we're all excited to see what's next. Life is busy and time is valuable. I really appreciate everyone for choosing to spend some time listening to The Colby Cast. You can find The Colby Cast on Twitter and Instagram at The Colby Cast. If you're wordy, like me, you can send an email to the Cast at gmail.com. Please subscribe to the show and leave a review on your favorite podcast app or wherever you listen to podcasts. This podcast is not endorsed by anyone or anything for that matter. It is intended for entertainment and informational purposes only. All original content of this podcast is the intellectual property of the Colby cast, unless otherwise indicated.
1: That'll do, donkey.
0: That'll do.